This program contains techniques and exercises that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting from the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein. Because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it. I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean? I sometimes, I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth, I'm the best. Enough with the formality. I think we all know what's happening. It's time for the IC Robots show with your host, the champ, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, your host, the champ. And I'm still not a hero, but I still sacrifice a bit of my week each and every, well, almost each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, I think it's going to get a lot less weak. We got like, I don't know, man. We got a ton, a ton of fun stuff ahead of us. I'm going to talk about the flea market. I sold at it. I did good. It was great. We had a good time. I don't know, man. Let's see. Uh, there is a new jam from Iceberg here on the drive. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold it now, hit it! Introducing the best DJ in the world, Iceberg 13. A big sound up here, big One method of cooking wings is to blanch them. One method of cooking wings is to blanch them. Blanching is immersing wings for up to minutes in hot oil in order to turn the fatty skin from raw and rubbery to semi-cooked and firm without cooking the chicken all the way through. One method of cooking wings is to blanch them. One method of cooking wings is to blanch them. This allows the skin to crisp without overcooking the inside. You are listening to the Icy Robot Show. Hey, you want to hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody gets choked. All right, it is me, and we are back. Iceberg, dude, you love to make a song about food. I um, I think it's because I think it's because homie can't eat. He's a robot, you know, and I think that in some ways he might he might be a bit envious of us and our ability to uh, eat, you know, like to chomp down on food. But Iceberg, that was that was a fun jam, dude. We've talked about this before. What have we talked about before? I think food is disgusting. I cannot imagine placing biomatter inside my speaking hole. Then why do you keep making food songs, dude? That's all you make lately. I do it because you flesh bags sound so goofy when you talk about it. It is like you are in love, and I find it quite funny. What, uh, what's funny? Like, people being in love, or just like, love of food i i don't know man which uh which 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 one are you talking about love of food this time dummy but love in general at least between flesh bags is funny robot love is a whole different matter but this time i am laughing at your love of food stuffs well yeah man a lot of people are in love with food a lot of people like it a bit too much to, like going to restaurants like doing all this stuff i don't know man i like to eat but i just uh i kind of i don't know man i just want to like get it over with if there was like a food pill or something i i would probably take that you know occasionally instead of uh instead of having to go through the uh, trouble of like producing um chow you know it's a uh, it's a lot of work that is a food pill that's uh engineer emily she's working the boards what do you mean there's a food pill dude i what are you talking about how come i've never heard of that gigtronics came out with it last year it is still in trials but we actually have some here why didn't you know that they are in the emergency survival pack over by the escape hatch what escape hatch what emergency uh survival pack food pills what uh what flavors are there that's wild yeah what flavors i believe there are a few different ones Taco S, oranges, and maybe 
cheese, if I remember correctly. That's a weird combination to start with. I think out of all of those, I don't know, man, taco might be the best. I'm not like a big, um, I'm not like a big cheese guy. I don't know. It's a mold. You know, it's just weird to me. And oranges are good, but if I wanted like an orange pill, I would just like eat a jelly bean or maybe like a starburst. I don't know. Are they good? Like, what are they like? I couldn't tell you, but I can get one if you want to try. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, man, that'd be cool. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. You wanted taco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco. Okay. So, hey, uh, what's up with you, Iceberg? Uh, anything new going on? No. I would prefer to wait in silence. Okie doke. Oh, hey, that was, uh, that was quick. It's almost literally right outside the door. It is? Like, for real? Where? Where? Stop. I have the taco pill. Do you want to take it? Yeah, of course I do, dude. Who could pass on the taco pill? Okay, here it is. Bottoms up. Huh, let's see. It is, it's a pill-sized. It is red. It's bright red. Let me, um, here go. Let me, um, uh, get a drink of water. I apologize. Oh, that doesn't, um, that doesn't taste like tacos at all. It's, uh, it's kind of, kind of, kind of cinnamony. That's, um, hmm, that, uh, let's see. Maybe it'll be a taco when it, um, when it hits my stomach. Hold on. Let's wait. No, no, uh, no taco feeling yet. Emily, I don't know if this is an effective taco pill that you gave me. That's because it is a Micronikes. There is no such thing as a taco pill. What is wrong with you? Wait, that wasn't a taco pill? What? I... Hmm, I, I really thought that it was. Did you think it would like expand to taco size when it hit your stomach? Well, I wasn't really sure if it would, like, expand out to be a taco or if it just had, like, all of the uh, taco nutrients included with it. I, I, I wasn't sure. I don't know. That's why I wanted to taste it. I would expect this from Iceberg. Hey, what gives? No offense. Some offense, honestly. But I'm surprised you couldn't tell it was a Micronikes when you tasted it. Well, to be real, I I was really just hoping that it would be a taco pill. I'm a little hungry. I could use a taco right about now. But when I when I got it, I it did sort of uh, taste like a like a good and fruity, you know, little. Good and fruity. What kind of yokel are you? No one eats good and fruity. Dude, good and fruity and Mike and Ike are like the same thing. Anyway. I don't even think they make it anymore. Yeah, they make it, dude. Hershey makes it. They've been making it for years now. Good and fruity. I can't believe it. Good and fruity's good, dude. I don't know. It's about the same as Mike and Ike's, and plus they had that really great commercial with the Good and Fruity Rainbow Band. You gotta remember that. I don't remember that at all. Hold on. I will look it up. Okay, here it is. Should I play it? Yeah, 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 for sure play it. It's an awesome tune. I haven't heard it in years. Okay, I'm gonna hit this and then it's straight into At The Movies. Following in the footsteps of Ebert, Siskel, and even that dude named Roper, it's At The Movies with Icy Robots. Hey boys, remember me? Black Superman. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... We're gonna need cars and guns. Oh, I can handle that. That's a bit of fun. No one to do I just got back from seeing Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the latest in the series of films known as The Fast and Furious. This is this is the first uh spin-off. It involves The Rock who is uh, Hobbs, and it also involves uh, Jason Statham, who is, I believe, Shaw. In in this one, there aren't any of the other Fast and Furious dudes. There's no um, there's no Tyrese. 
There's no Vin D's. There's no Paul Walk. There's no any of that. It's just, it's just these two going for Dolo. Well, I guess they're not going for Dolo because they're they're a duo. They're going for duo up against uh, Idris Elba, who plays a terrorist known as Brixton, aka the Black Superman. Who's like he's like this uh super genetically uh altered guy. He has like machine parts. He can stop bullets with his hands. He has he has super strength. He has like he has some kind of like contact lenses that enables him to like see when The Rock is about to throw a punch or see when Jason Statham's about to do a, like an elbow strike and like counteract it so that The Rock hits Jason Statham. I don't I don't know if that happens in the movie, but you get the uh get the idea. What the what the whole thing about is this, uh, it's like a disease, like a virus. There is like a virus that Jason Statham's sister, played by Vanessa Kirby, from, um, I think she's from The Crown. I haven't seen The Crown, but I, I think that I, I saw her, like, in an advert for it or something. She was in, um, she was in a Mission Impossible movie as well. I, I think she was the breakout star of this. She, she really did, uh, shine, but, um, there's, there's like a virus that's implanted in her body. And Idris Elba's trying to get it, while Hobbs and Shaw are trying to get him, but also protect her from getting got by him, if that, um, if that made any sense. This movie was a lot of fun. It was long. It was long, probably longer than it needed to be, but it was, it was a ton of fun. It was everything that you would want in a summer movie. There is, like, a fight every, every couple minutes. There is a ton of wisecracks and quips. There are, there are a couple unexpected celebrity cameos, which is... Which is always fun. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I probably would have cut like 20 minutes off it if I could. But it was it was a ton of fun. And for my dude, my dog, Gino Vega, the big dog himself, Roman Reigns, is in this movie as one of um, as one of the Rock's Samoan brothers. Or uh, Uso. That's what they keep saying in the in the movie. The Rock keeps calling all of his uh, hermanos Usos like the uh, like the tag team in the uh, WWE. The Usos on that first day ish or whatever. I I don't know a lot about the WWE. That, like what's going on right now. My my dude Gino, like I just said, he's like so into the big dog and so into that um Samoan wrestling culture that he's like he's always telling me this stuff about the Usos and like who they're related to and the Wild Samoans and Appa and Sika and Yokozuna and like all this all this stuff. But um sadly Roman Reigns, the big dog, the big dog worldwide, doesn't have any lines in the movie. He's just like, he's just in the back having a bun. He has a, a big hair bun. Um, I don't want to call it a man bun because I think like a bun is just a bun. You know, a bun's like, um, it could either be for a man or a woman. You know, if a dude wears a ponytail, you don't go, you know, a man ponytail because a ponytail is just a ponytail. A bun is just a bun. And uh, our dude Roman has one throughout the, throughout the course of the movie. He's, he's okay in it. He has a, a definite look of an action star, but we don't get to, um, we don't get to see him act. He does, he does do a spear, which is one of his signature WWE spots. So my dude, my dude Gino Vega will, he'll be happy. He'll, he'll be happy for that. He didn't do the Superman punch. That's the move I would have had him do if I would have had him do anything, but he didn't, you know, it's not, it's not his movie. It's The Rock's movie. Or is it Jason Statham's movie? I would, I would say it's The Rock's movie, but not by, not by a whole lot, just because he has more, you know, Fast and Furious experience than um, than Jason Statham has. I really like Fast and Furious. I think that it's just so much fun. I I would have rather had a Fast and Furious movie this summer rather than like a Hobbs and Shaw movie, but I, I don't know. I heard that this was like a way to continue the franchise on without giving producer points. To Vin Diesel, like Vin Diesel has like some kind of producer ownership with the thing, and they wanted to, they wanted to cut out Vin Diesel, which seems seems a little low to me. I also know there's like beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel, and it may be that The Rock used his clout to kind of push his way in to getting his own movie as a way to push Vin Diesel out. But I don't know anything about that, dude. I that's just all speculation. I. I did like this movie, though. I said that already. It was, it was a ton of fun. There are so many fights. So many fun fights. So many car chases. Brixton, who's uh, Idris Elba, has like has like this crazy motorcycle that he does all these weird stunts on. This was, this was really cool. If you enjoy Fast and Furious, and I'm just like, who doesn't, dude? Everybody likes Fast and Furious. It's one of the greatest things in the world. If you like that, you'll definitely, definitely like this. It has everything that uh, the movie has. This probably has more fights 
than Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious has more like dope car chases and stuff. This has some, but I would call I would call this more of like a fighting movie rather than a um, car chase movie. But it does it does have enough car chases to uh, you know keep a car aficionado in here. Let's hop let's hop on over to Tomates and we're gonna see what the what the peeps and the critics are saying about this one right now as we speak. The movie is only at 66% with the uh, with the um, the critics, but it's at 90% with the audience, which is, you know, that seems about right. This is more kind of like a more like a fun audience movie than anything. It uh, is PG-13 for violence and all that stuff. It was directed by David Leach, written by Chris Morgan. It's just under two hours long. It stars The Rock. It stars Jason Statham, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, Cliff Curtis, who you might know from uh, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, Helen Mirren is in it, reprising her role as uh, Jason Statham's mama. I I thought this was fun. If you feel like you want to see it, then by all means go see it. It's it's a hoot and a half. So, with all that said, on the good old-fashioned source magazine Mike Meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw a solid 3.5 mics. Mike. 3.5 Mike. The Jeffersons, Alice, and Trapper John M.D. will return next Sunday at their regular times on most of these stations. This past week, I see robots went out to the market and sold stuff. Let him tell you about it. As you all know, I love the flea market. I go to a couple different flea markets every week. I talk about it all the time. I I don't know, man. I just love the uh, down-to-earth grittiness of going outside, walking around in the sun, buying and selling stuff. I I don't know. I don't I don't only buy from the flea market. Once or twice a year, I'll set up a table and I will sell at the flea market. Usually during the summer when it's when it's warm, it's nice, it's fun. Um, as we all know, the summer is flea market season. That's when that's when most of the good commerce goes down. The winter is for the diehards. The summer is for everyone. What what I'll do is on my weekly sojourns to the dig. We all we all know about the dig. We all love the dig. When I when I go down there, what I'll do is if I if I see something interesting, something that looks like it might be cool or useful, I'll I'll pick it up and I'll bring it home and I will throw it in a bin. I I don't like to see things go for waste, to waste rather. And at the dig, if um if something doesn't get purchased, what happens is it goes right to a compactor and it goes right to the dump. But a lot of the things in there are useful. They're they're things I could see people wanting. Maybe they're like cool things that I myself might not want, but I could see that somebody else could uh, have a use for them. So I'll, I'll throw them in the bins, and then, you know, once or twice a year, I'll gather up all the bins and I'll take them down to the flea market. I'll also, I'll also pack up, you know, like comic books I don't want, maybe things like I bought over the course of the year and I read and I no longer want to keep, or or just like whatever. I'll, I'll buy DVDs at the dig and I'll watch them once and toss them in a bin, stuff like that. I... I like it, man. I like to think of myself as not like, not like a hero by any means, but like a nice person, a good person who's trying to save some things from the dump. It's all, it's all good. The flea market that we sold at was the Mojo Sales flea market. There are two, two different ones in Sonoma County. The Mojo Sales is at the Veterans Building here in Santa Rosa, and then there is the Migley's flea market out in, um, out in Sebastopol, I love that one too. That one's great. There's like a million great food vendors. It is um definitely, definitely, definitely fun. But uh, if you want to sell and you want to have a shot at turning a profit, you want to go to the Mojo Sales Flea Market. The traffic's really down in Sebastopol. Mojo's Mojo's is pretty crowded. It um gets a lot, a lot, a lot of foot traffic. A lot of, a lot of buying and selling going on. So we. We go there, even though, uh, honestly, I actually do prefer to sell in Sebastopol. Sebastopol has a setup where there are, there are like rows and rows of tables already installed in the ground. And I like just getting a table, throwing my stuff on it and, and being done with it. At Mojo's, you get, um, you get like a square of space, like a 20 foot square of space. And it's up to you to fill it in any way that you see fit. Over the years, we have, uh, 
we picked up many like folding tables and stuff. So it's not like it's a problem doing that, but it's it's easier for sure to have the table all already in in place. Let me let me just kind of break down the process in which one sells at the flea market. What you got to do is first you got to email Mojo. That's the lady who runs the flea market. You email her, you tell her you want a space. I I'm on the Mojo sales um, list of uh, sellers, active sellers. So I get like um, I get like a list every week of who's going to be there and everything going on. And amongst that list is a it's a chart of all the spaces. So I'll email Mojo and I'll, I'll request the space that I want. I like this. I like this one up in the third row on the corner. It's easier. It's easier to get the um, icy robots mobile in and out of the uh, corner spots. But I. I didn't get the the place that I wanted. We got one kind of more interior. It was on a walkway, so it was okay. But um, I I don't know, man. I wanted the one I wanted. I feel like it's a lucky spot, and I didn't get my I didn't get my lucky spot. Somebody already beat me to it, but it's uh it's all good. So you do that, and then you um you pay her when you get there. She's at the gate, and you pay her as you go through. But the that's only like the beginning of that part. There's like a whole nother part in front of that. It's usually up to me to load the truck the kid and the wife they often go they usually go the wife always goes the kid often goes but um it's up to me to load the truck because they're like they're all my bins you know the wife like she'll pack up a bunch of her stuff and the kid brought a bunch of her stuff as well but I have the majority of the stuff so it's up to me to load the truck and what I'll do is I get the tables first and I put them along the outside of the bed kind of like raising it up a bit you know the sides of the bed get raised by the by the tables, if that makes sense. The tables act as a barrier, you know? And then I'll I put all the bins on the inside. And then toward the end, like on the, uh, you know, the outside portion. The part that'll be first when you open the gate. I'll put the easy up. We bring an easy up because it gets, it gets hot as a mug out there. So I bring the easy up and then we'll put like the chairs in the, uh, in the front as well. Because those are the things that I want to get out. This time, we had decided that we were going to take the truck unload the truck, and then move it into the parking lot because that would give us more space in the spot. But once we got in there, we um we immediately got mobbed. So we weren't able to move the truck when we um when we wanted to. But actually like I brought a uh, I brought a hand truck and I brought a wagon that we were gonna use to like load the stuff back up and onto the truck and into the parking lot. But that all turned out to be useless because once we got there we got there, I'm thinking maybe like 7 o'clock. I, I've always felt like that was early enough to arrive because this is kind of, this is kind of like a late flea market. You know, it's not like you hear about some of these flea markets like on the East Coast or whatever where people are like there at like 3 in the morning with flashlights. I, I see people there arriving at like 9 or 10 in the morning. So I thought that like, I thought like, you know, 7 would be a good time. But by the time we got there, the parking lot was packed. We had to wait in the line to get in, which was good because we had our spot reserved. But there were there were people getting turned away. It turns out that there was another sale there at the same time. They were having like this, uh, they do this like biannual. Is that, is that twice a year or is that every other year? I don't, I don't know. Well, they do this um twice yearly auto parts sale where... People bring out, like, classic cars, and they have a car show and all this stuff. And it was going on the same weekend we were doing the flea market. So the whole area was madness. The The madness was good for us, though, because it brought in, like, a whole nother group of people who don't normally go to the flea market. Like, the, the car part sale brought in the car part people. And they, they were done looking at the car parts, you know. They, they kind of drifted over, checked out the flea market. And that was, that was all good for us. But, um, we... We managed to get the car into the, the truck, rather, into the, um, into the spot. It, it took a bit of doing, man, because once you, like, once you start going down the aisles, you know, it, it's slow going because I don't know what it is. People don't get out of your way the way that I think they should, you know. You're, you're moving along. You don't want to bump into anybody, of course, but people, like, they don't, they don't move out of your way. They just kind of don't seem to notice that there's, like, a giant... A giant truck full of junk right behind him. But eventually we got into our spot. And like as soon as you start pulling stuff out. People start grabbing. People start like grabbing boxes out of your truck and going through it. Which is fine. I get it. You want the uh, you want the first dibs. We, we were able to set up fairly quickly. We've done this you know enough times to where it's not like. It's not like the most difficult thing in the world. Even though I don't. I don't like the um, the setting up. I don't mind the loading. And I don't mind the unloading, but I don't have like that, 
I don't have like that retail eye to um like set it up the way that the wife does. That's why that's why we're like a good team for this kind of stuff. But what we do is we set our tables up and kind of like a um like a U, like a horseshoe kind of kind of pattern with with all the, you know, the space in the middle for people to um mill about. We also we also use the truck. We open up the bed and we put stuff on the bed of the truck and inside the truck. We we hang things off the side. I brought a bunch of um t-shirts that I didn't want anymore and we hung the um the shirts off the side. So we we try to maximize the space that we have, but um like I said, we got mobbed like right from the jump, which I I consider that to be a good sign. It means that like people are are into our stuff. I thought we had I thought we had good stuff. I like to think that I have a a good eye for junk. I like to think that I have a good eye for useful stuff. I don't know, but um as soon as we got there, I think the first thing we sold was this uh this Diego Rivera print that my wife found at the dig. She bought it. She likes Diego. She's like a Frida Cologne nut, so she likes Diego um as well. So she got it. And then she like bought a frame at Target, but it didn't, I don't know. She didn't feel like it fit into the uh, decor of our house. So she was able to get I think like like 25 bucks for it, which is which is good. That was, you know, more than the cost of the frame, and that was more than the cost of the print. The print, since you um, since you get things by weight at the dig, the the print probably cost I don't know, like a dollar, maybe even less. I mean, it's just like it's just like a roll of paper that that went like almost instantaneously. And then we sold a um like a snare drum that we um that we picked up at the dig and we gave it to the kid. The kid's interested in percussion, but she didn't want it, so we. We sold that pretty quickly. I think we got another 20 for that. I, I don't know. It's really fun to get money from people. You know, it's like it's fun to have people handing you money. So every every sale feels like a like a little success, you know, like a little like a little bit of happiness. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's nice to make money off like your your own ingenuity. The early morning flea market people aren't people that I see like a lot. I think I, you know, I said earlier, we get there like 8, 8:30, you know, 9 o'clock a lot of the times. And this was this was way earlier and there were were like more more like hardcore people out there. I I don't know. I dig it. These are the people who are already like coming gone. By the time I get there, these are the people who get the really awesome things. You know, these are the people who get, like, they get the first crack. I, I can appreciate that. I, I myself would, um, you know, rather get the uh, extra half hour of sleep. But I, I dig it, man. I dig it. Um, there are these, uh, these brothers. They're twin brothers. I don't know if they're twins. I, I'm just saying that they could just be, like, close in age and look very similar. But they, they're nerdy guys. They're, they're super cool. They set up at the flea market and they, they sell sometimes. I buy stuff from them. When I do the flea market, they buy stuff for me. I think it's it's interesting to think how I'm taking things out of my garage. They're buying it. They're probably putting it in their garage. And then they're taking things out of their garage, bringing it down. Then I buy it. And I take it and put it in my garage. There's these two guys. They bought they bought a lot of stuff from us this time. He bought, um, one of the brothers bought a, had a binder full of film facts magazines. That's like this this kind of like retro movie magazine, and he he bought that. I think he got like 20 bucks for that. There's like 30, 30 issues in there. He told me he had them. He had all these episodes, but it was kind of neat to have them in like an official Film Facts binder. So he bought that. He bought a couple comics, a couple comics from me. I don't remember what they were. I didn't look too close. And then one of the other guys that hangs out with them, there's the two brothers there's a guy in a cowboy hat. Then there's like a couple other guys that are in their posse. I kind of wish I was in their posse, to be honest. They they seem like they're really cool, really nice guys. I bet if I went and introduced myself, because I'm sure they know who I am. I know who they are. I bet if I introduced myself that we we might be able to come become pals. But um, the the other guy bought a big stack of Mad Magazines that I had. I got these Mad Magazines from the dig. They were all like from like the Phantom Menace era. There was like one about the Phantom Menace, one about the Matrix and stuff like, stuff like that. And I, I've had them out in the garage and I, you know, I've looked through them a million times. I put them in our library, the little library we have in front of the house and I've managed to get rid of a few of them, but it's, it's a pretty big stack. I sold the stack to, um, one of those guys. I, I gave him a bag as well. Um, over the course of the year, when I go to the dig, what I, what I like to do is I, I'll just like, I get a bag and I put the bag inside the cart, like a shopping bag, and then I'll fill it. And then when I go, you know, I'll just, like, use the bag to carry my stuff to the car. And I'll save it for when we for when we go to the flea market. I have, like, a big box full of, like, shopping bags. Like, reusable shopping bags. And I don't know, man. I'll 
I'll give them out. I think we got rid of almost every single one that we gathered up. So that was that was cool. Another um, you know, another recycling. I think that's what um this is all about. It's all about recycling, making a little money, getting things back in circulation, you know. I I dig it, man. It's all it's all good for the world. One less thing that goes into the dump is one more thing that is uh, you know, that's all, all good in the hood. But um what else? I'm trying to think what are what are some of the fun details of the day. It's interesting to be there. For the whole entire day. That's what's weird. You know, we're there from like 7 in the morning to like 2 in the afternoon. Usually I'm there for, you know, an hour, 45 minutes even. Maybe sometimes half an hour, depending on what I want to feeling like. It's weird to be there and like, you take in everything. You know, you take in so many people going by, so many things going on. The, the people across from us were interesting to me. There were two guys. One guy, he runs a... He runs a junk shop out by the dump. We we go there every once in a blue moon. I don't have to go to the dump all that often. They sell um they sell dirt and compost out there. So every once in a while, we'll go and get some compost and we'll hit up these junk shops over there. But there there's one guy who runs that place and he'll do the flea market every once in a while. And he has he has like a southern accent, which I don't hear too much. It kind of it kind of sounds like an Arkansas accent. There was um a dude I worked with many years ago who was from Arkansas. Big shout-out to Arkansas. Big shout-out to Vic Sage. Big shout-out to the Arcadia Retrocade and everybody over there. Big shout-out to Earl Green, who used to live in uh, Arkansas. I I do kind of have, like, an ear for the accent, having worked with this guy for a while. And to me, the dude across the way sounded like an Arkansas dude, but I I don't know. He only had, like, a couple, like, uh, display cases, like the um, the kind that you sit on the table with, like, a glass top. But inside of it was, like, was, like, jewelry and, like, things like that. And I... I heard him the whole time talking to the guy who was next to him. It was uh it was just kind of interesting hearing them talk about like jewelry values and things that they things that they recently purchased and things that they recently sold. Guy was talking about how he sold a um, big lot of like silver bracelets to somebody and the other guy he um seemed like he specialized in like collector watches and he was talking about all these watches he sold. Speaking of watches, there was this one guy who had um he had like a Safeway bag, like a ripped up Safeway bag full of watches and I watched homie go like around the whole flea market like he would go to each and every booth and ask people if they were interested in buying these watches he didn't ask me which I thought was interesting maybe he just saw like all of our retro junk and he's like these guys don't want to buy knockoff Rolexes they don't want to buy my Colexes you know but um the guy across from us he did get up on a couple of the Colexes which I which I thought was interesting. I would never think to go to the flea market and sell like to the vendors. You know, but that is that's something you might do because people do like buy and sell there, I guess, but it would never it never even occurred to me to do so. Let's take a uh let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back in a sec. Don't fly, drive to Fleaport Flea Market, one of New York's largest indoor flea markets, conveniently located on Rockaway Boulevard in Woodmere next to Kennedy Airport. Fleaport is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Fleaport has everything, free admission, free parking, hundreds of bargains, and hundreds of vendors. You'll see fine jewelry values at Fleaport, designer fashions, men's clothing, video and electronics, all types of clothing at top stop, plus great food. Take it for me, Joe. Come on down and save at Fleaport Flea Market. Big shout out to the Fleaport Flea Market for that paid advert. You guys are the best. If I'm ever in that area, I'll go down. And if you're in that area, go down and check it out, man. Before before we finish up this uh, flea market talk, I wanted to run down like just a uh, like a list of the things that we sold. Let's see. I I wrote some of them down. Let's see if I can remember what they are. I wrote down um turtle toys i i had a set of like old um ninja turtles like a big like a big bag of just like random ninja turtle parts and ninja turtle figures i'm not like i'm not super into turtles that was uh, my brother's thing i i think i got 20 bucks for that i was asking 30 but i i settled for 20 let's see diego print oh i sold a big roll of um it was like vintage wallpaper like 50s wallpaper it was it was pretty cool. I think I got another 20 for that. I, told, I sold a uh, a Teddy Ruxpin that I've had for a long time. I've taken this Teddy Ruxpin to the flea market for like three years running now. And I finally sold that. I sold a bunch of uh, a bunch of t-shirts that I had in my closet that I, I no longer wanted. One of them was a, uh, one of them was like a Morrissey shirt. I, I'm not like a giant Morrissey fan. I do like Morrissey, you know, Morrissey from the Smiths. But the, 
the shirt gathered lint. It, like, would get crazy linty. It's not, like, soft fabric. I like... I like, like, a gildened, like, a like a more of a, a hard shirt. And I I had this Morrissey one that was just, I don't know, man. It was always covered in hair. I sold that. I sold a shirt that I got when we were um, in Hawaii a few um, a few years ago. It said, Pooh at the Zoo. And it was pictures of all these um, little uh, feces samples of different animals. I sold that. I sold a, a G.I. Joe shirt that I got from Hot Topic. It had roadblock on it. But again, it was that it was that soft fabric that um, it would just... I got, I got a cat. I got cats. And cat's hair falls off. And it just like, it sticks to these black shirts. I don't wear a lot of black just for, just for that reason. I... I like to know I'm not covered in animal hair, and the only way that, like, I can guarantee that is not to wear a lot of black. Every once in a while I wear black, but not, not for the most part. I, I had a, um, I would say it was like a table and a half, like a table and a, like a folding table and a half full of random toys. While I, while I go to the dig every week, I'll grab, like, any random toy that I see, like, any random action figure, any random anything, and I, I just, like... I throw them in these bins, and I had three big tubs full of toys. And what I did was I just, um, I just dumped them out. I dumped them right onto the uh, the table, and they were like, they were like a giant mound. And these acted like, these acted like honey, you know. And they drew the ants. The ants were like all over these all day, just like just like picking stuff out. It was like the most random collection of toys you can imagine. They were like. There were some, uh, Masters of the Universe. For some reason, they had, like, seven different, um, Jitsu. He's the, he's the guy with, like, the golden, um, karate chop hands. I, I don't know why. I have found, like, seven Jitsus this year with the dig. And I had all of those. I had a bunch of, um, Ninja Turtles, like I said. A bunch of, like, pop vinyls. I, I know not anything about pop vinyls. But when I grab one, I'll just, when I see one, I'll just grab it. Rather, and I, I bring them down. I sold a bunch of those, bunch of um, bunch of My Little Ponies, bunch of like random wrestling guys, bunch of um, just I don't know, all kinds of weird random things. People seem like they had a really good time, like just just digging through these piles and like looking at all the stuff in there. I love it when I see a toy pile. I will look through it. I love a toy pile. I I just I don't know, man. You always it's fun to like have your hands. Like, inside these mountains of toys. And just, you have hope. You know, you have hope that you're going to dig down in there and there's going to be, like, a G1 Snake Eyes. Or there's going to be, like, a completed He-Man. Or whatever. There there hardly is. All there is really is, like, a bunch of Jitsus with no accessories. But, you know, you have hope, man. The hope is what makes the, uh, the flea market fun. Overall, this was a terrific experience. I had a great time. It was hot as a mug, though. It was hot as a mug, and I was on my feet, like, the whole time, just, like, selling, you know, just, just doing whatever. I think it's, like, I think it's important to, like, stay active and stay up. You know, when I go to a uh, table, and, like, the guy's, like, he looks like he's too bored to be there. I, I don't know. It's not as interesting to me as when there's just, like, somebody who's, like, actively, openly, like, trying to sell stuff. So I tried to... I tried to stay up. Over the course of the day, I did 25,000 steps. I'm not even kidding. I got a, I got like a little step counter that I'll attach to my hip when I'm going to do something like this. And I, I did like days worth of steps. The next day, my knees were killing me. My calves were killing me. This wasn't just like, this wasn't like steps around the booth. We, we took turns like going around the flea market and looking. So I did like, I did numerous laps around the flea market and I went, you know, on like food runs and coffee runs and stuff. I was, I was all over the place, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a really, really cool experience. I recommend it. If you have like, if you have like a garage full of stuff, you're looking to get rid of, or if you just, I don't know, you have like a few things you want to get rid of, and you have like an active flea market around you, go give it a shot. It's fun. It's a good time. You get to, you get to talk to people. You get to meet like, like-minded collectors, which is always, that's always neat. You get to meet other people who are into like, collecting magazines, or collecting VHS tapes. That's another thing I sold a bunch of. VHS tape sales are on the rise. I, I like to rescue them from the dig. This whole thing is about rescuing, and I keep going back to that. But I, I'll rescue, like, neat-looking videotapes when I when I come across them, and I'll, you know, put them in a bin. That's the whole uh, part of the put it in a bin. And over the years, like, I'll, I'll bring the bins out, but people don't seem too interested in them. But this year, I sold a ton, man. VHS is on the rise. Another thing I sold is I... 
I decided to weed my Laserdisc collection because I, I'll buy, like, just about any Laserdisc that I see at the dig just because, I don't know, they're they're not super common. But, like, over the years, I've gotten, like, tons that I don't want. Like, rom-coms, comedies, just, I don't know, things I'm never, never not ever going to watch. I mostly want, like, sci-fi movies on Laserdisc, like Alien or Aliens or Terminator. Things like this seem like Laserdisc movies. Not so much like, I don't know, That Thing You Do, which is an awesome movie, or, like, Liar, Liar, I... I weaned, weed, weeded? I weeded the collection of just, like, a ton of stuff. And I don't know, man. People were all over these. Like, the uh, aforementioned Ants on a Honey. I sold every single Laserdisc that I brought. So that was, that was interesting to me, too. I, I think we made overall 350 bucks, which is, to me, that's not bad for, like, a few hours out in the sun. We were there, you know, from, like, 7 to 2, and we made 350 bucks. So it was it was worthwhile. We um we went to we went to Betty's Fish and Chips at the uh, end of the day for dinner, and we had, you know, we had a really nice fish and chips dinner as a family. Betty's is a, it's a Rinkin Valley institution. The, um, the place has been there as long as I've been in Santa Rosa. It used to be called Betty's English Fish and Chips, and it had, like, the, uh, it had the Union Jack out front, but they've they've since gotten rid of the uh, the Union Jack, and it's just Betty's Fish and Chips. But the food is it's amazing. I also went to the record store, and I picked up a couple things, and I I have enough money left over that it's going to pay for groceries for two weeks. That's amazing. It's great. It was well well worth the time. Well worth the fun. Everything was great. I had an awesome time. I cannot recommend doing the flea market enough. If you think you wanna. Give it a shot. It's cool. Let's move into the final segment of the show. Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. Game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at GeekFestRants.com. You've done the impossible and made it to the final segment of the show. This is the part where I See Robots talks about stuff you bought, saw, or was thinking about. It's pretty random. It is me, and we are back for what is traditionally the final segment of the show, and that uh, that tradition will continue because this will be this will be the end. We're gonna we're gonna get up out of here after talking about a I don't know a couple different things, a few um I don't know, man. I I don't got a lot for this segment. I haven't been like ultra successful on the toy hunt lately. I've been out. I've been out and about, I've been doing stuff, but man, that, um, that flea market trip was, uh, that was draining, dude, that's a lot of work, so I spent, like, I spent, like, the next day just, I don't know, man, just lamping, just stone-cold lamping, not doing a lot, just, uh, just chilling. I did go to the record store, I'm gonna talk about the, um, the albums that I picked up. I'm, I'm really getting into this, uh, record collecting thing, you know, I, I have, like, been a CD collector and a tape collector in the past, but I, I have, um, like, I shifted the focus to toys and comics and stuff, but, uh, I don't know, man, I am back into record albums in a big way, I still love comics, I still love toys, the, the big difference between the two is, if I buy a record, I can, I can share it with the, with the family, you know, I can put it on, we can listen to it, we can talk about it, I can, I can try to educate the kid on, like, music from the past, or even, you know, music from the present, vinyls back in a big way, so I, I do like that a bit, it's more, it's more social than just, like, buying a comic, reading it, and then, you know, sticking it up on the wall, or sticking it up on one of the boxes down on the, um, the earth base garage, but it's, you know, it's, it's like anything, ups and downs, highs and lows, but I, I was able to secure a couple, a uh, couple neat albums when I was at the, uh, last record store this weekend. I went in on, um, on the Sunday, right before, uh, right before they, they shut down. I thought that they closed at six, but they, but they in actuality closed at five, which is, that's kind of a weird hour, but I, I get it, man. You want to be home with your family, and I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock anybody for that, but, um, I went in there, and they were, they were about to close down, and I, 
I wanted something, you know, I wanted something, so I, I poked around a bit, and I ended up getting the, uh, the Gorillas, the Gorillas first one on vinyl, I, I really liked the Gorillas, man, I thought that when they came out, their first record was great, their second record was great, it was, it wasn't like it was all downhill from there, but the first two are, they're just, um, they are terrific, and what, what, what I liked about it was, I was a big fan of this amp, still a big fan of this, uh, producer Dan the Automator, he did, like, Handsome Boy Modeling School, he did Deltron 3030, he did Dr. Octagon, he's done all of these, uh, all these projects that I like, did I say Handsome Boy Modeling School, I think that was the first one I said, but he, um, he's a favorite of mine, and he teamed up with Damon Albert, Albarn, from, a uh, Blur, who was one of the, um, he's one of the wife's, uh, favorite guys, and they, they combined with Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and Miho Hitori, and, uh, and a couple other people to form this super group called the, uh, called the Gorillas. They, they were kind of cool because they played it like they were a cartoon. When you would see them in concert, they would, they would play behind these screens that showed animated versions of themselves while they, while they were in the back. I liked, I liked the whole thing. I thought they were neat. So I picked up their, I picked up their first one on, um, on vinyl. I already have it on CD, but I, I don't know, man. There's something neat about having, like, this big... This big, you know, cover, I, I don't know, and I, I thought that was a good choice, a good one for the collection, like a good solid, like, four mics, four and a half mic record for the, uh, for the collection, but when, when I was there, I, I was looking at a, uh, a Tim Heidecker record, Tim Heidecker from, from Tim and Eric, I'm not like, I'm not like the biggest Tim and Eric fan in the world, I do, I do like it, I do think it's funny, but it's not like, absolutely my favorite, but I, but I like Tim Heidecker, I think that he has a good sense of humor, I think he's like a good, creative, cool guy, and I, I had, I had heard that he, he made music, but I, I didn't know a lot about it, and I I was like looking at this record, it was called What the Broken Hearted Do, and I was thinking, I might, I might get this, but when, when dude announced that the uh, record store was closing, and it was either like the Gorillas or Tim Heidecker, I, I made the, I made the safe choice, and I, I went with the gorillas, but the, the whole time I was out, I was thinking, I should have got that Tim Heidecker, that was, that looked interesting to me, it said that it was on blue vinyl, and it was like a record about heartbreak and stuff, so I, I went home, and I went on YouTube, and I listened to a couple tracks, and they, they were really good, they were like surprisingly good, I, I didn't know what to expect, I know that like a lot of what Tim Heidecker does is like irony based, and I didn't know if this would be like an ironic record or what, but it was, it was like a really serious record, so I went back the next day, and I bought it, and I brought it home, and it was, it was really great. Probably not as good as the Gorillas, but it was, it was really neat, and it came with, um, it came with a sheet of stickers, of little, uh, little teardrops that you could put on, uh, Tim Heidecker's face on the cover. It also came with a, with a digital download of the record that enabled you to download it four times, so, I don't know, I, I think that was cool. What I... What I read online about it was that, um, Mr. Heidecker, Tim Heidecker, recorded a record of anti-Trump songs that were called, uh, I think it was called Too Stupid for Suicide, and then, um, a bunch of, uh, Trump supporters started this rumor that his wife was cheating on him and left him, so he, in return to this rumor, wrote a record about what it would be like if his wife left him, and he donated all the proceeds to charity. I... I appreciate that. Like, something happened to him, and he took it. He took it all the way. He turned a negative into a real positive. And on top of that, he recorded a really cool record. It's called What the Broken Hard to Do. I would I would check that out. You could, you can go online and sample a few tracks on, on his website. It, it's pretty good. It's like, it's like neat, like guitar music. And the, I don't know, some of the songs were really sad to me. I, I was surprised. There was one I was listening to, and I was... I was a bit down in the dumps. Your dude does get down in the dumps from time to time. There's nothing, there's nothing abnormal about that. We all get down sometimes. But, um, I, I heard this one song and man, I almost, I almost started crying. I didn't like, I wasn't like blubbering. It wasn't like, but I, but I had that feeling, you know, where, where you can sort of feel a tear starting to come out and you kind of, you got to suck it back in. Like when you're watching like a Toy Story movie and you're getting to the point where they're all holding hands. And about to go into that flaming pit. And you gotta, you gotta suck the tears back because you don't want the family to see you crying. I, I was surprised that Tim Heidecker was able to pull that out of me. But, uh, big up to him for that. 
while we're kind of sort of on the topic of being down in the dumps, your dude has been down in the dumps, like I said. And that, you know, that happens from time to time. You know, no no particular reason. It's just, you know, I don't know, man. We all have ups and downs, highs and lows, like we said. And I, this was a couple weeks back. I went on the uh, Facebook group. You can find it facebook.com slash icy robots a lot of fun stuff happens there and I, I mentioned that i was down to the dumps and asked what you guys do when you're down and i got a lot of really great responses my dude engineer nerd said hey man build a model or draw a picture do something to get your mind off the fact that you're down and that's that's a good one if you um if you find yourself like occupied by something it's it, it's harder to uh focus on on being bummed my dude gene green he told me hey man Go and sort out your comics. Go look through your comics, and uh, inevitably you'll find something that you haven't thought of in a while or you haven't seen in a while. That that always cheers me up. I got I got a lot of really great advice from you guys, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, we all, you know, we all struggle with the highs and lows of emotions and the highs and lows of life, and it's it's uh it's easy to give in. When you're feeling down, you know, being down is kind of a, kind of a spiral, you know, it's like, um, it's like a, like a whirlpool, like a, like a toilet, you know, and you can, you can like, you can really easily jump into that toilet and just go down, but that's not, that's not the move. What I, what I do when I get down is I just kind of, I do my best to keep on keeping on. You know, I just, um, I keep doing what I would normally do to the best of my ability. And I find that, like, eventually you make it through and you get to the other side. It's like a tunnel. You know, I think, I think being down is like a tunnel. And you just gotta, you just gotta keep walking through. You gotta keep walking, walking, walking. And eventually you will get to the other side. Now, the, the length of the tunnel varies, and depending on what's going on, it could be it could be a really long tunnel. But you just gotta keep you gotta keep going. You just gotta keep moving on. I think that um I think the advice that I got from our dude Gino Vega about listening to the uh, NWO Wolfpack theme was also was also highly useful. If you're going through that tunnel, you know, pull out your earbuds, play the NWO Wolfpack theme, and just just keep moving through. I I do struggle with this from time to time, like I said, and I think that it's something that we all struggle with, and I. I want to I want to let you guys know because it's normal. It's normal to be down in the dumps. Nobody's up on the uh, up on the mountain all the time. Sometimes he's down in the valley, you know. And it's um important to just do your best to keep moving along. I I was really saddened lately to hear that Mattel is going to be canceling the uh, the WWE retros line. Those are the um they're like four inch tall plastic figures that are they're reminiscent of the uh, of the old WWF Hasbro's. I. I've recently gotten into them, and it's really, like, brought me back into toy collecting, and I, I was sad to see that the, uh, the line's gonna be going on hiatus. Hiatus is what they say when they don't wanna, when they don't wanna, like, go all the way and say that, like, they're canceled, but I, I don't know, I don't expect to see them again, and that, um, that was sad, it was, uh, it was a fun line. My dude, Engineer Nerd, sent me a pic, he was at a, uh, what is it called, Till Tuesday, After Tuesday, that, that store with Tuesday. In the title, we have one here in Santa Rosa, but I've only ever I've only ever gone on it once. I didn't even know they had toys, to be honest. I didn't know what it was. the The name is so vague that I wasn't even sure what was in there. But he sent me a pic of a of a Stone Cold Steve Austin that was in the store for like four dollars. So if you have one of these Tuesdays, till Tuesdays, after Tuesday, before Tuesday, I I can't recall. But if you have one of these around there, there might be some of those in there on clearance prices. So hop in and check them out. They're they're a fun line. I'm gonna be really sad to see him go. One going forever. You know, I, I wanted to see uh I wanted to see a bunch of the dudes from the past. They've recently put out like the Iron Sheik and the uh, Junkyard Dog, and I'd like to see a bunch of the dudes that didn't make it into the uh into the initial Hasbro line get life now as a as a Mattel. I'd like to see him make gals. I was hoping that maybe we'd see like Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch or a Bailey or Sasha Banks. But uh sadly we're gonna get none of that. The line is on hiatus. That's what drove me into my uh, deep, dark depression. I've, uh, I've been watching this show that I like a lot. It's on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. It's called The Boys. It's based on a Garth Ennis comic book. It stars uh, Carl Urban, who you might know as, uh, he was Dr. McCoy in the, the recent Star Trek movies. And this is like, this is the tale of a world where there are superheroes, but the superheroes are all... They're all like really vapid celebrities. They're all like they're all like murderous. They're all bad, you know, like what you would imagine the worst of the uh, celebrity life to be like. And Carl Urban is like 
putting together a team of dudes to take down soups like on the uh on the low i i'm digging this a lot there's only eight episodes and i'm like six in i've been watching one a day it is a it is really deranged it is incredibly violent but it's also incredibly fun if you have prime video i i recommend it i have the uh first volume of of the book and i i like that a lot but um the show the show's surprisingly good man i haven't I haven't seen a lot on Prime Video that I that I that I really liked. I I don't know, man. the The quality of the uh, shows there isn't up to like a Netflix, like a Hulu, or whatever. But uh, this one is really great. If you um if you already have Prime, Amazon Prime, check it out for sure. You'll you'll dig it if you like like hyper violent, hyper deranged kind of stuff. I do. That's um that's a weakness of mine. <coughs> Before uh before we get all the way up out of here, I want to talk to you guys about um something a little serious. Ever ever since I switched over the show, it wasn't it wasn't something I wanted to do. When I switched the show over from the uh, Toys R support to the IC Robots show, the uh, the numbers are in the toilet. I I know not why. I know not why. Maybe people saw it as a good chance to jump off. You know, maybe just uh, people were like real Toys R Us lovers, and when they sued me, they they took the Toys R Us side. But uh. Things are not doing good in the download department for your dude, I See Robots, as of late. So I'm asking you, if you enjoy the show, if this is something that you like, please, please, please share the link. Go on Twitter. Just give me a retweet. Give it a retweet. Share the link on Facebook. Just uh, just tell somebody because, man, it's getting to the point where, like, it's uh, it's really bumming me out. I, I don't know. I've been talking about being bummed out a lot lately, and these uh, these numbers are not... um. They're not helping. I think that we have a pretty good product here. I think me, Emily Iceberg, you know, Tommy Salami, I think that we're, I think we're doing good work. I think this is a good show. Honestly, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I do, I do think it's a good show and it makes me a little, uh, little sad when I look at the numbers and they're just like, they're down two thirds from what they were previously. So I'm, I'm asking you, man, I'm, when this one comes out, I'll pin the link to the top of my Twitter. It's Twitter is uh, at IC Robots. I-S-E-E Robots. It's easy. I think you know how it is by now. I'll pin it to the top. And if you could just, if you could give me a retweet, a retweet and some words about why you think the show's fun. It uh, it definitely couldn't hurt and it more than likely will help. So um, I I am calling upon you. If, you. if you like what we do, please give us a retweet. Please give us a Facebook share. Go tell somebody, like literally go and tell somebody that you think might like the show about the show. That, that's, uh, that's probably what's going to help the most, to be honest, just hearing it from somebody in person that, um, this is something they like. So come on, help your dude out. There will not be a new show next week. Next week, we're going to have a um, new patron exclusive content. And if you want to, if you want to get down with that, just hop on over to uh, supportthereport.com. And uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to like a ton, a ton, a ton of patron-only shows. Next week, next week, we're going to have a beauty. You guys who are patrons are going to love it. It's a episode of This Boring Life about audio cassettes and Walkman. I, I love audio cassettes. I am a big, big tape collector. I've always been a tape collector. I'm going to talk about like mixtapes, tapes I've owned, tapes I like. I'm going to talk about Walkman different Walkman I've had over the years. It is a lot, a lot of fun. This episode came out so much better than I thought. And you, you definitely want to hear it. You can find that at supportthereport.com. It will be coming out next Wednesday in place of the normal show. It's a lot of fun. I, I guarantee you'll like it. It's at least worth a dollar. The dollar it will take to get access to the uh, patron-only content. Plus, there's a ton of other fun stuff on there. There's a whole other show called The P.O.S., the patron-only show. There's nine episodes of that. There's like 20 episodes of my uh, my hip-hop mixtape show, Icy Robots Radio. There's a um, bunch of episodes of Real Wisdom. There's a couple patron-exclusive episodes of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. It's it's good. I I feel like it's definitely worth it. And you can get a um, get an RSS feed. So you can even just like enter it right into your podcast software. You don't have to go anywhere else to get it. It'll be available right for you there. It's well worth it. Please consider it. You want this boring life. It's going to be it's going to be a hoot. So until then, this is me, your dude, Icy Robot, signing off for uh, Engineer Emily, for Iceberg, for Tommy Salami. He wasn't here, but he'll be back soon. If you don't know, now you know.
because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Hi. If you've got a second, please drop by supportthereport.com and peruse all of the patron-exclusive content available to those who have the kindness, nay, the courage, to toss in a couple of bucks in support of the greatest podcast in the world, The IC Robot Show. It's well worth the time, and on an ethical tip, it's what Captain America would do. Supportthereport.com